We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, guys? Sorry for the minor delay, but we are here with the Week 10 Underworld Stack Fest brought to you by Player Profiler on rotogrinders.com. That's a mouthful, by the way, trying to say all that every 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 <laughs> single week. But the show is a mouthful. So maybe it's maybe it's fitting. Again, thanks for hanging out with us for a couple of minutes. Um, this has been, you know, the 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 light of my week every single week, except maybe last week, because uh, we've landed on the stone cold nuts for like a month. I did not land on Joe Mixon, however, last week. And so uh, in our, well, in our very brief... trying to tell you, bro. I know. We were told you every liver, every line. I'm like, oh, there's Mixon again. He keeps showing up and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. And then four touchdowns in the first quarter or whatever. And the laptop was closed pretty quick. That's about the sum. Normally we do a quick summary of last week and it was kind of did you play Joe Mixon, Justin Fields? We talked about a lot of those things. No, we talked really... about the we talked about the innovate. What, what are you talking about? Well, you can't just what you can't just skip over. We we invented a brand new way of stacking. Well, that is that is we true. Did but this, I, I the Fields Dolphins receivers stack. I we're, feel we're, like we're breaking the mold. This is awesome. 
Cole Komet did did score two touchdowns out of out of out of nowhere, which I think there might have been a team or two when we ran through uh, the optimizer as well that pulled in Cole Cole Komet. But the reason why I just say that is because yes, I totally agree. The fields, dolphins, lots of lots of good stuff was was discussed. But I hate those weeks, like when you're like recapping a week, and it was like that one guy who was definitely not low owned scores 50 fantasy points. It's kind of like you know it almost puts a damper on the analysis of the week, but. This show, like you said, I Did think. Did you tell Joe this? Did you let him know? <laughs> Joe, you no. really, you really yeah. hit my mojo hard here, buddy. Yeah, I get excited <laughs> to come on and be like, "Listen, we're touting. What other show is telling you about Khalif Raymond and you know spending ten minutes on Josh Reynolds and and all this fun stuff, Marquise Goodwin? And then yeah, come on, Joe, like three touchdowns was enough. Five, we don't need, <laughs> we don't need, we don't need, we don't, we don't need five. Um, but anything else I did want to touch? Then maybe last week we learned that we can kind of apply moving forward. Dario, we'll start, we'll start with you. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that Justin Fields definitely has the force in the Q1 range. I think it took a couple of weeks for everyone to accept it, but I mean, breaking the single game I mean, regular season rushing record for a quarterback, that's, pretty hard to ignore and I think that we talked about how the Bears had been shifting their philosophy and had been using him better starting with that Monday night game in New England and that's just like I mean I run through projections and he came out in the top five quarterbacks for this week so he's I think he's legit and serious day what do you think Matt I think that you just want to play uh, games and stacks involving Miami Right. I mean, that's that's it. And then I know that everyone's going to be like staring down this Chiefs uh, Jaguars game. Mm-hmm. But predictably, um, I'm a little I'm, I'm maybe even slightly more intrigued by what we can do with Cleveland, Miami. So we'll let's see. talk about let, let's let's talk about that one first, because I do think. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how I would, you know, compare the two, like you said, with my level of of intrigue. But I think that. Things are certainly more clear to me in the Dolphins and Browns game. The Browns, as everyone knows, and and um, Dario has pointed out um, in the past, kind of the Dolphins don't even play super fast. We know that the Browns want to establish it, but the Dolphins are going to score. <laughs> They're going to score points on yeah. everybody, and it's basically going to come from two dudes, right? Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. We we have outlined on this show repeatedly we'll we'll mix in a little gesicki sometimes Mostert makes sense maybe jeff wilson is going to be that guy that makes sense uh we lost dario as we get into the mike gesicki and jeff wilson portion of of the show but i think it's so straightforward right on the dolphin side that not only can you double stack tua or single stack tua depending upon the week when pricing gets kind of tough like it is this week but you can also do things like last week with why was the justin fields thing relevant was because i don't know like i it's kind of like having the – remember Devontae Adams on the Packers. Every week it was like, I never need to play Aaron Rodgers. I just play, De- I just play Devontae Adams. We kind of have that with two guys on the Dolphins. It's like, yes, I want to play some Tua almost every week, but I can get, just kind of get that other side of the game, right? And then the Browns do have some really intriguing pieces, whether it's Chubb, whether it's Amari Cooper, DPJ, who uh, yeah, I imagine we'll, 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 we'll discuss, will be <laughs> probably one of the hot-button guys of, of this show. I even don't think a little like Harrison Bryant, who I know he didn't get a target in the the last game, but you know he's a totally punt tight end with uh, David and Joku rolled out. Matt, where are you kind of leaning first in this game? Because I do think it's pretty appealing. Well, I had a big question. My, I wanted to lead off because I had this burning question: 
Are we playing Brissette this week? Are we playing the Brissette Hill, Brissette Waddle Hill double stack? Right. Right. That that you know, the, he's not Fields. Right. He's not Fields level rusher. Not even close. But the Brissette has 300 yard upside. Brissette can rush for say 40 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. I like Donovan Peoples Jones a lot. We we've been touting Donovan Peoples Jones every week as a, a nice upside play in that low fours on DraftKings. And this week, here we go again. I mean, this is it, right? This is it. This is. I think this is also in seasonal leagues. This is the last week you can get DPJ off your waiver wire. Mm, like, this is I it. like that call. Like this is it. Like you, goodbye after this week because then everyone can see Watson coming, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> so sorry. for best ball hello uh but yeah I, i'm just uh, sometimes i feel like i might back into these things like i love dpj this week so then how do you know that i end up loving this game and then i, I gotta be careful about doing that but so i want to you know throw it out to you guys I, I i think it makes total sense like you said we're not trying to 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 square peg round hole with Jacoby Brissett versus versus Justin Fields, but it's more of a roster construction thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you don't need Jacoby Brissett to do what Justin Fields did. That's not the point. The point is that he's 5.4K on DraftKings. DPJ is really cheap. There's really no value this, this week outside of the tight end position. Like if you sort by point per dollar right now in lineup HQ on Rotor Grinders, it's like all tight ends. Which t- which basically means that it's a really bad week because if all the tight ends are the best value, that's, that's probably yeah. that's probably mm-hmm. a bad sign. And so, where do you save? Right, you save at tight end. Maybe you punt one of those wide receiver positions with an upside guy like TPJ, and you have this cheap quarterback. Like, get me twenty to twenty five, and be on the right game. I think it makes a lot of sense. Where are you kind of heading in, um, Dario, with this game? And is it definitely you know? DPJ Amari is a lot is a lot more expensive, but what do you kind of think about overall the Browns here in this spot? Yeah, I think like you guys both, I'm pretty bullish on this game. Like the Dolphins and Browns, although there's always you know pace concerns with the Dolphins, I did you know we did see last week that they can make that irrelevant because they can score on just about every drive. So that definitely makes that a bit less of a concern for me as as we're learning how Mike McDaniel manages this team. And just like what their offensive upside looks like. And I think that this game, we have two defenses that are both better at stopping the run than stopping the pass. So I think that kind of will help accelerate the fact that, you know, like DPJ and Amari Cooper can both get there potentially. I think Harrison Bryant is sneaky, like I said. And yeah, I've been kind of looking forward to talking about this one with you guys. I wanted to bring up, Matt, while you um, kind of elaborate a little bit more, maybe on Donovan Peoples-Jones, because I do think he makes like just absolutely insane amount of sense in tournaments. When I go here and sort, sort by point per dollar, he's you know in the top 10 to 12-ish on, on DraftKings for us. And when you look at his specific game logs, they would not be what you would think of from Donovan Peoples-Jones, right? Consistent. Every week. Every week, consistent. every week, 12 points, literally yeah, 12, every week, 12, 12 points, every week, 11, points. like exactly 90 air yards. And he, but he hasn't, he's catching big, he's, he's scoring, you know, scoring, catching, you know, deep passes every single week. His target share is extremely solid for the, the archetype of a player. He is, he just hasn't hit the real home run. 
right? Whoa, so like man. I'm getting the high floor and I'm getting a high ceiling. He just you know seems, his touchdown rate. Are you are you aware? You, what's his touchdown rate, Eric? He, he his, doesn't what? have one, does he? Yeah, it's zero. zero. This is like the, this is. I, I I would ask everyone in the chat, please let us know. Have you seen in real life, real history or fiction, have you ever seen a tournament receiver like this in this situation with this skill set, 100th percentile burst score, playing all the snaps out at X? getting the air yards, just no touchdowns, suppressing his salary, heading into a likely shootout with two defenses that are better at, at throwing than stopping opposing quarterbacks. I mean, it's and, and, and just in general, the, these are, these are better offenses than they are defenses, both these teams. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun one, man. It's going to be a fun one. And I'm not missing out. I'm not missing out on my chance to get value DPJ this week <laughs> okay so we love dpj then dario i, I don't want to it feels simple on the dolphin side but i don't want to just like brush it you know brush it to the side and say okay yeah it's obviously tyreek first waddle second if you can play Tua, play Tua, sure mm-hmm. is am i missing anything though the the introduction of jeff wilson certainly didn't help uh raheem mostert from a you know probably a raw ceiling perspective um we still haven't seen him bust a big one but i'm just not sure that this is the spot um and Mike Gesicki I mean I guess the only argument is he's exposure to the stack that you know no one's gonna play him but honestly it's kind there's a reason why there's a lot of other cheaper tight ends that I do think make Mm -hmm. a lot quite a bit more sense am I missing anything on the Dolphins I think the biggest thing is that on DraftKings Jeff Wilson is like a few hundred dollars cheaper than Raheem Mostert and last week we saw them split touches pretty evenly i believe off the top of my head i'm trying to find it again but jeff wilson is like 5500 and mostert is is a little more he's 6100 so that difference to me where you can get the running back who has looked better all season like if you look at advanced stats such as rush yards over expectation you can see why the dolphins wanted to trade for wilson he's actually been an above average running back this year. They gave him more touches, more snaps than Mostert. It was like, you know, 52 48 split, but that's in Wilson's first week. So I think there's potential for that to grow in Wilson's direction. And the fact that he'll be cheaper just makes it all the more appealing, particularly on DraftKings. Oh, yeah. Jeff Wilson week. And uh, by the way, in that same salary zone, 5.5K, totally unrelated to this show. We would never talk about this game. <laughs> But I just want to point out this. Maybe this has been pointed out on Twitter uh, many times. I just want to make sure that it's been said. I know who you're talking about. The two Alabama running backs are the same salary. Najee Harris and Mark Ingram. So that's where we are right now. That's a thing that's happening right now. This week it is happening in the year 2022. uh, Harris and Ingram, same salary. And, uh, the same, and the same as Jeff Wilson. <laughs> and we're going to be playing them at exactly the same exposure. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I don't know. Optimizer probably would, 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 was going to put some Najee in there. And, Definitely. You know, I, th- I'm, I think I'm, Najee. I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive, but we, I'm not, we, we I'm can... not excited. I'm not excited. And no. we're not, we're not, no. we're not saying play that game or anything, but yeah, this game, 
lots of options, right? And I like the Harrison Bryant call, right? If you want to, you, you could do some weird, wacky stuff with like a, a Brissette Bryant with Hill and Waddle. I think you can play Brissette Bryant DPJ Hill and Waddle. Yeah. You could, uh, you could go all the, yeah, that would be a fun uh, we'll, we'll value. Yeah, it's that's so very cheap. that's very uh, constructible. Th- that's how you fit Tyreek and Waddle. <laughs> you right. might need one of you might need one of those Alabama running backs to to to. Oh, no, you could still play. If you playing Bristet, you could still, you could still play Etienne and Pollard. I mean, it's it's fine. Yep. And so, um, I just think it it feels like an almost even more straightforward kind of cheap way to stack this game than last week. And the, the, the Harrison Bryant thing, you I'm not going to talk about DPJ anymore. You completely nailed it, you guys. Um, I'm in. I'm not. I pushed back on Josh Reynolds. I've pushed back on some of these other guys. There's no pushback on DPJ. He's one of the best plays of the week, I think. Um, but oh, Harrison I was Bryant, surprised. I mean, I saw he, he, it's, he has the same ownership on both platforms, on Roto Grinders per Chris Gimino. Uh, he ranks number 12, like right around that 9.5%. Uh, I... I think that's about right. You rarely mm-hmm. see the, the super inexpensive wide receivers unless there's some, you know, there's this occasionally, you know, some super inexpensive wide receiver that goes top 10, sometimes top five. But typically the, the, the highest owned guys, it, it's 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 they're they're a little they're 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 higher up on the, the pecking order in terms of target share and and mm-hmm. and just, you know, regular weekly performances. So this this is about right. This is about what I thought he would he could get up to about you know rank number about ten in uh, ownership this week, and that's where he is. And to your point on the wide receiver thing, it is typically not players like him. Exactly. Uh, it would be no. It could be him. Like if Amari was out. Oh yeah, if Amari that, yeah in a situation where Amari's out, that's when he would be chalk. But I mean that's like yeah. once that kind of scenario unfolds like once every six weeks or so. Yeah, it's I have it sorted by our projected ownership here. You see that it's the five to six K guys yep. that are like the target dominators, right? Quote, always. quote target. Deontay Johnson is like the, the perfect example of that. Yep. It's like, well, he always projects well because he gets double digit. He never does shit, but he gets right. double digit targets. And so 25% target him. share, 5.5 K. Warm up on the board. Yeah, yeah, Top exactly. five ownership. 5.2 exactly. PPR points. Uh, Yes, yes, his salary matches his uh, matches his his point production every single week. My question for you guys is: we we kind of keep saying Tyreek and Waddle. Is there any way to decide between the two? If I'm picking one, how how are you kind of thinking through those two guys? Because it is to be clear, we're talking about like you know double stacking them and and loading up on this game, which I want to do. But like if I'm playing a portfolio of teams, it's not going to be every lineup that has Waddle and Tyreek. How are you, uh, Matt? How are you kind of deciphering between the two or, or handling them? This Tyreek Hill ceiling, man. I mean, wow. Who's he going to be matched up with? Greg Newsom. Do they have anyone that can run with these receivers in no. Cleveland? Well, Denzel Ward is back, right? But I, I, is he back? Thanks. Yeah, I believe he's back mm-hmm. this week. Okay. So we have Cody Carpentier has Ward lining up with Waldo, but Ward hasn't been good this year. Like Ward has been underwhelming this year. His coverage rating is uh, plus 11.1, which is good. Like Ward and Newsom are solid cornerbacks. They've been playing pretty well, uh, but you know, Ward's missed some games. So I don't think that either of these guys is someone that I'm worried about at all. So just 
I think you just God, that that hill ceiling, man. They, you can find value. I, I probably would uh, lean hill. God, nine point one k. That sounds that sounds crazy. So, that sounds so crazy. I just I, <laughs> who doesn't want this? You know, he has these weeks where he's he's getting you know two hundred plus air yards and he's just completely dominating, but somehow not scoring touchdowns. It's like oh my god. But then there's weeks he does score the touchdowns. Like oh my god, he only has three touchdowns this year. Yeah, he's scoring thirty. He scores thirty points every week, and he's not even scoring touchdowns. Did you know he's only three touchdowns? It's crazy. So I it look feels at that, like and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, and, I want to play DPJ and, and Hill with their three combined touchdowns. <laughs> what do you think, Dario? Tyreek. One thing I'll add. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I'll just add really quick. Go ahead. Tyreek and Tyreek and Waddle have reasonably similar projected ownership, which is kind of that tiebreaker for me. It's like we had the week, um, what was it? Lions week. Yeah. Lions week where I actually, actually didn't play Tyreek that you should have just double stacked them, but I, I played, I just jammed Waddle. We, that was the week we talked about Waddle Gasicki as being kind of our favorite way to play that game, save mm-hmm. some money off of, off of Tyreek. And I was just jamming Waddle because not only was he significantly cheaper, he was far less owned this week. It's like, you look at it, 10% Tyreek, 8% Waddle. And the prices are, are still, you know, it's like 1.7K different, but the ownership is like the same. So you're, you're not getting as big of a benefit off of it. But, you know, do you have any reason to prefer Waddle or what, how are you thinking about them, Dario? So I think I still prefer paying for Tyreek because Tyreek has 100 targets in their nine games. Waddle has 69. So he has 31 more targets. That's full 50% more pretty much. He's got 1,100 air yards and 1,100 receiving yards to Waddle's very good, about 812 and 778. But Tyreek is just on another planet right now. He's got a 33% target share, which is way higher than he ever saw in Kansas City. So Mike McDaniel, I think, knows what he's doing. He's getting the ball to, to Tyreek Hill, and I think that he's just clearly on a whole other level right now. I think that if... If someone, you know, we actually moved Tyreek Hill to wide receiver one in our rest of season rankings this week because he's just been completely nuclear this year. And I mean, I think there's concerns with Cooper Cobb and the Rams that there just aren't for Tyreek Hill right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there a more comfortable click? Like when you when, when you click that Tyreek Hill button in, is there more. someone you feel more comfortable? Like, you know, you don't ever feel like even. Even with Cooper right now, and I played some Cooper Cup like afternoon slate yesterday. The long touchdown was nice, but like the Rams stink, and like he can't overcome. He's awesome. He can't overcome a team that's only scoring ten points every week. It's just mm-hmm. not. It's just not really possible. So I just think Tyreek is the most comfortable click, and he's hard to fit this Get week. Get creative. Like, yeah. Find, Get find creative. Ways to do do it. your job. Do your <laughs> job. Play DFS. Do your job. Get creative. So anything else on this one? Um, play Tyreek Hill. Do play Tyreek, yeah. Play t- also, also uh, we, we talk a lot about, um, obviously, game stacking here, but we also talk a lot about kind of some secondary stacks and stuff. You don't have to jam all in on that game, but like uh, even if I'm not, a Tyreek DPJ <laughs> secondary sounds pretty fun. Doesn't sounds it, pretty, it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah, it, we don't we don't have to we don't have to go like crazy off the board. Like you can play <clears throat> Tyreek Hill for his hundred yards and actually catches a touchdown, and DPJ actually catches a touchdown. Um, that sounds pretty fun. 
Those might be more yeah. actually the, the, the skinny stacking is where you might get Jeff Wilson more involved where you get some Wilson DPJ. I uh, like it. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to do, if you're trying to be more aggressive with other games, the, the, that's a nice little salary saver, a skinny stack to get exposure to this game. So, you know, who knows? You know, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't, I don't know. I don't know what scheme the I Browns that- have in mind. The Browns could have some crazy umbrella scheme in mind mm-hmm. and try to suppress Tyreek Hill. And then, then it might open up, uh, you know, long runs for Jeff Wilson. We'll see. You want to make sure you make all scenarios accounted for this week. That's the key. Go ahead, go ahead Dario. Right. And I, I think that if this game does get out of hand for the Browns, like there's always a chance for a sneaky Kareem Hunt game. He's We know he's going to run more routes and catch more passes and see more targets than Nick Chubb. So if you do get the Browns playing from behind, I know that, like, we've seen a kind of worrisome decline in snap share for Kareem Hunt. Like, he hasn't had a game over 50% of snaps since week five. But I think that if the game script breaks the right way for him, he's only 5,300. And I think you kind of want to be mixing him in to your game stacks of this game. Not oh. not a ton of exposure, but someone that I think cheap. you shouldn't completely forget. Oh, yeah, cheap, dude. And I, I love your point about the, the game script thing. That's what's so important for these. It's important for Nick Chubb, too, but it's important for these kind of, I'll call him ancillary committee back, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> these guys have roles. And and like it's not, it's not as simple as, okay, we line up, and this guy's going to play this many snaps, and this guy's going to get this many touches and all that, right? It dep- everybody has a certain role. Why does Naheem Hines catch eight balls one week and zero the next? It's because if the game doesn't go according to his skill set and his role, <clears throat> you know, he's not going to touch the ball. We haven't really seen that for the Browns a ton this year, mm-hmm. but I also like it this week because Hunt is finally continuing to get cheaper and cheaper and cheaper mm-hmm. because they, they've been pricing him 6K or something because <clears throat> they're being smart about, okay, just in case Nick Chubb, you know, is out or something like that. They don't want Kareem Hunt to be 4,500 and 95% owned. But he's he's finally getting cheap enough. And we there is no value. Why are we talking about Jeff Wilson, Kareem Hunt, maybe some other guys in, in a little bit? There is, there's, no, there's no value. It does not exist. Why did Najee Harris come up already? I had to do it. We're going to have to play him. And so in that, but in that scenario yeah. where Dolphins go crazy, right? Get up 21. The, the Kareem Hunt at no ownership is an incredible tournament play in that in that scenario. You know, will it hit? Maybe, probably not. But I, that's not the point. The point is that the, the guy has the potential to just blow the roof off the, the at that price for this slate. Yeah, it's a great process. And I think the so, guy a game. Who, go ahead. Or I, I think I have a perfect transition point for you here. The guy who epitomizes this is Jarek McKinnon. We saw him get 10.4 PPR points last week without scoring a touchdown because he got eight targets, caught six of them. So I think that he's kind of the perfect example of a back who maybe 99% of the time you're not interested, but when that game script is breaking the right way for him, you're going to want to sprinkle him in because he's capable of having a game with a lot of routes, a lot of targets. And I think that that brings us over to talking about the Chiefs-Jaguars game. So... Mm A perfect segue sleep. I was literally going to mention Jarek McKinnon. We were, we're, we're, we're mind melding here. Sleeper <laughs> sent me a notification. He's on one of my sleeper teams. Sleeper sent me a notification about Jarek McKinnon. And I was like, <clears throat> exactly the same thing. It's like, 
Jarek McKinnon, uh, who the heck knows, right? Like if I have to start him in a, in a season long league, I am never going to feel comfortable even against like the bills or something. But in, in, in DFS, mixing him into a few teams where you build it as the chiefs are just going to throw, or I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say at a certain point this season, we kind of get more McKinnon. Those other two, <laughs> two backs are not good. Uh, they, they're they're continuing to abandon the run, rightfully oh, yeah. so, because yeah. those guys can't do anything. So who's who who benefits from that? Well, Jarek McKinnon, because he's the guy who now fits the offense that they're trying to run, and so he's a guy I would like to be out ahead of. Well, they so are. I, I it's like a it's a running back reception funnel defense, in that they are number one in running back points allowed in the passing game. Plus 6.40 on playerprofile.com. We have the defensive matchups right right there on the main player page. And it's broken down for running backs, rush and receiving. And uh, no one's given up more, more fantasy points to running backs in the passing game than Jacksonville. And looking at that same exact spot on Jerk McKinnon's player page, no one's given up fewer rushing fantasy points than Jacksonville. So... That is quite the epitome of a funnel. That is why what I thought could should be a Pacheco week is most likely a Pacheco week delayed. There will be a Pacheco mm. week, everybody. It's going to happen. You know it. I know it. We all know it. There's going to be a, you know some multi touchdown game with a with a, a red zone carry and a long touchdown with you know giant pot hairy big ugly positive game script week <laughs> right you know you know that game oh, yeah. coming home game oh you know it gross the Derek gore game or whatever you yeah, know that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah yeah <laughs> zig and everybody you know, it's gonna noah gray will get a touchdown in that game you know it you know it you Noah know gray game. shovel pass yeah yeah you know Noah gray's gonna catch Hardman, a shovel pass. you know the game yeah. we don't have to talk about it you know but that game's out there <laughs> uh, I hope and think it's not this week. I'm very excited about the Chiefs. Yeah, so, Dario, let's talk about the Chiefs. Yeah. Sorry, di- start to dive into the Chiefs because, you know, we let in with Jarek McKinnon, but that, I think that's because of outside of Travis Kelsey. Yes, Juju's finally picking up, you know, some, some targets, but he is also getting more expensive. MVS is still playing. He was still at, I think, 75 or 70 something percent of, of snaps last week and just didn't, you know, didn't get the ball. Typical MVS. Sometimes he doesn't, <laughs> sometimes he doesn't get the ball. Wind sprinting. Chris he pulls a Chris Hogan every once in a while. But he's still out there. McCole Hardman is banged up. I haven't seen uh he hasn't practiced yet. I don't know about today. Um, I'll I'll check on that in a minute. And then they introduce Kadarius Tony, right? So it's like, I think what did he play? Like nine snaps, but still, it's a little murky. So that's why this game, people will be like, eh, I don't know. I can just play the Dolphins guys, which we love, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, are we really going to not play any of Patrick, Holmes, Patrick Mahomes wide receivers against the Jaguars? I, you oh, know, uh, so, uh, start, yeah. start, start, to, start to break it down for me. Uh, well, yes. uh, a Hardman uh, no-show Friday practice. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes this conversation a lot more fun. Sorry, McCole, but it does. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. it, it was going to be fun regardless because, yes. you know, we, if you think that uh, Kadarius Tony's taking over for Marquez Valdez Scantling, you're dead wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. He's taking yeah, over for McColl and Sky. Thank you. That's exactly right. So uh, you're playing MVS as if Tony doesn't exist. 
Yeah, I, I think, love it. You know, this is a game where the Chiefs are favored by almost ten points. Like in in any other circumstance, if this team had any ability to run the ball, we'd say this is a game where we're loading up their defense and their running back, and this this should be a big, comfortable win for the Chiefs. But like we just talked about, that we they have no ability to move the ball on the ground. Last game. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Isaiah Pacheco combined for like, what was it, nine carries for eight yards or something ridiculous? Yes. Like, it was truly just unheard of um, backfield statistics for them. Again, maybe the Titans' run defense is a little bit better than average, but again, I think this shows that that's a big weakness for the Chiefs, and they're going to need to rely on Mahomes' arm. They're going to need to rely on Kelsey, and like you said, Juju Smith-Schuster has really been establishing himself lately as a primary option in the middle of the field, kind of beating that cover two underneath those zones. So I think that that's my default Chiefs double stack is don't overthink it. Play Kelsey and Juju with Mahomes, and it's expensive. You'll have to get creative around it, maybe run it back with a Zay Jones or an Evan Ingram, who I think are good secondary pieces that are slightly more affordable. I mean, you can pay up for Christian Kirk in some of those stacks as well. I think he's legit too. And I think that this is a game that we don't want to forget about. Like this is, oh, you know, we get excited by the Lions and the Bears or the Browns and the Dolphins. And those games are juicy, but like the Chiefs by default are a DFS, like, you know, printing press. So we got to keep coming back to them, like play your Mahomes stacks because we know that they can just break the slate any given week. Well said. Well said. Well, I mean, your audio sucks this week, but well said, Mario. <laughs> yeah, you powered through the bad audio. You're making too. up for it with just the the oratory skills. Make <laughs> make make great points. This feels to me like not quite the same thing because the ownership was really just kind of crazy low on that game. But the 49ers and the Chiefs game a few weeks ago, where it was clearly a spot that the Chiefs, you know, pass funnel right. There's no real reason for them to try to pound Pacheco and CEH here into the strength of the Jaguars defense. There's all the reason in the world, you know, especially they traded for a wide receiver. They got the best tight end in the game, right? They they paid Juju some money. He's flashing. They're winning games with Mahomes. There's no reason for them to go away from Patrick Mahomes to give CEH the ball more. Like it doesn't make any logical sense. And yet no one's really playing those guys. No one's like... The ownership is in check because Kelsey is we talk you think it's hard to fit Tyreek Hill. Now try to fit some mm-hmm. good wide receivers with a you know an almost 8K tight end on a week where there's no value. Then it's really tough. So you like by default, the wide receivers never project super well for the Chiefs. So they just never come in as owned as maybe they should be, given their upside. And I think I want to ask you guys about this. I think the Jags can push back here. And I think they have multiple viable guys on the on on their side to bring back. Christian Kirk as a really chalky wide receiver makes my stomach kind of queasy. But then so they have Zay Jones. You have ETN. You have Evan Ingram if you want to play him over Kelsey or whatever. They do have options. Matt, where are you kind of leaning on the Jag side first and, and anything Chiefs, obviously, too, if you if you want to add. Uh, yeah, so just, you know, I think you all know where I come down on, on these chalk wide receivers fade, right? So 20% ownership on Christian Kirk, highest on wide receiver on the slate right now on DraftKings, And then another 18% top five on FanDuel. I can't do it. Get out of here. 
Get <laughs> out of here. And I'm not saying don't ever play him. You're We want to play this game, right? So if he were in a game we weren't excited about, then you could just scratch him. But we're not. We can't scratch him. He's going to show up in plenty of lineups because we're yep. we're going to be heavy on this game. But we're going to be you know ten percent, not twenty percent. That's how you do it, right? Uh, and in in easily veering over to Zay Jones. Zay Jones is either super efficient, doesn't score a touchdown, or is inefficient and scores a touchdown. <laughs> we haven't seen him be efficient with a touchdown yet. An efficient, there's going to be one of these you know seven for eight games that Zay Jones does with a touchdown, and everyone's going to be very happy. He is, I mean, all three of these wide receivers, even Marvin Jones, yeah, right? They're all in play, all in play this week. Evan Ingram's in play, like you said. Certainly ETN, right? ETN has a multiple five-target games. He doesn't have any games with more than that, which is a concern. It's a larger, it's a different conversation, obviously like a dynasty conversation, like is he a great pass catcher? Is he what he was sold to be? Uh, I want to get it. I need to get a big target game from him at some point in his life. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's this week though. Maybe that this could be this week. We talk about the, the teams that are uh, giving up the most fantasy points to running backs in the passing game. It's Jacksonville and it's, Oh, you bet you guess Kansas city. Kansas city's number two. Jacksonville's number one. So this would be the week to play ETN and McKinnon or mostly just ETN. It's easy. It's easy. We love all these guys. We love Kelsey. We love Juju for all the reasons that Dario laid out. And you're going to keep going back to Marquez Valdez-Scantling because he is in that field stretcher role. Unfortunately, when I see this, the the, the danger with the Marquez Valdez-Scantling is when you see defenses that give up maximum points to running backs in the passing game. These are the typical shell coverage defenses, which are the great MVS nullifiers. (laughs) So I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So that's, that's a little bit of a cheat. If everyone's trying to get the cheat code there, uh, it's a little bit of, it doesn't always work. Like I'm not saying it's a, this is a, this is the shortcut that always gets you there faster, but you see a defense that's it's giving up a ton of running uh, running back uh, receiving points. Probably not the field stretcher defense you're looking for, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Regardless, don't care. The value's too good on MVS, and it's it's just with MVS. The thing is, we're talking about five. We need it's, we're about five snaps, right? You just need five routes that mm-hmm. hit where he catches two long bombs. And, and and gets five catches for a hundred plus yards. That's all we're looking for. That's 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 just a blown coverage. That's a missed. Think about it. It's a, it doesn't matter what the coverage is really, because in any given football game, there's you know some blitz package that leaves him running free. There's some blown coverage. There's some cornerback falling down. Right. So that, that's really all we need for. That's what I, that's what people forget about the MVS when they just sort of you know they wave the hand at you, Eric. You know, I know. Oh yeah, uh, for six months, you. and you're like, for bro, six months, everybody waved their hand at me over, over. Yeah, yeah. it's like hey, we're not talking. What are we talking about here? We're talking about <laughs> one guy, one one fall down, and one missed assignment. It's two plays in the whole game. I need from get out of here. Whereas Kelsey, you need like ten plays. Yeah. to really yeah. like you know to for him to really hit in in a in a juicy way. So if we think about it like that. 
it makes playing the MVSs and the DPJs even more attractive. Yeah. And, and I, I love the way you framed it in like, literally think about it in, in an offense running, whatever, let's just round number 70 plays. One of them needs to go this guy's way. Even yeah. like he, he had four targets against the 49ers and without scoring a touchdown scored 17 fantasy points. <laughs> so and, like, uh, and, we haven't even got, don't even get me started with the random reverse. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't get me started with Patrick Mahomes. Every time he actually is open down, down the field, Mahomes either either overthrows him or in the San Francisco game, he underthrew him. And the, you know, the, the corner comes back and makes a tackle. But on that play to your, I bring that up because on that play specifically your example of, Oh, a busted coverage or whatever. That's what it was. They were in a too high shell. I'm watching the game. They're in a too high shell, but sometimes the safety right there, they're a lot of times playing quarters or, you know, different coverages and they have to be able to read and, you know, pass off routes and everybody has to be working on the same page. It's not just like, Oh, they got their guys back there. So they're taking everything away. Like, well, no, they're still trying to stop the offense. So like, you know, and the safety came up when he should have stayed back or, or vice versa. And MVS just ran right down the field. He didn't do anything. He just ran, he just ran no. down the field. Yeah, uncovered. Or, or, or someone gets distracted by something that Tony's doing underneath or something. It, it, who knows? Yep. Um, and Mahomes is looking, you know, Mahomes is looking to the, the left sideline and throws his, you know, crazy, uh, you know, bat, you know, yeah, he's a madman. So I just think I, I don't want to get down in the weeds of all that stuff with the chiefs. I like them all. I want to play. I, I I want I want to play them all. Um, obviously, I'm very partial to to wait, MBS. Wait, wait. Is there Tony involved with no Hardman? I was so I was going to ask you about Tony with no Hardman. What? Yeah. What What can we do with Tony? What? How 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 much can we play Tony? Can we play him at all? How, how are you feeling about this kind of Hardman situation? Because at the you know Hardman wasn't playing a ton, but you just removed those snaps. And they've been really valuable snaps. McCole Hardman has been the best mm-hmm. fantasy wide receiver on this team because he's getting all these crazy high value touches. If we give those to Tony or we give those to somebody else, they're pretty fun at probably no ownership. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's interesting is Tony is actually more expensive than Hardman on DraftKings right now. We talked about how <laughs> yeah. Hardman has like actually kind of delivered a little bit in fantasy this year, and Tony has been, you know, let's say a injury, um, but still, like, Larry is just you know, priced a little bit higher, but I think that you can get that upside still of those touches with Tony, definitely. I think a, a little dabble. The problem is like the the, the nine hundred dollar differential mm-hmm. between the guy getting the snaps and the guy that's not <laughs> really tricky. Yeah, really tough to swallow. But yeah, on the no ownership to get to get if you if you have a chalkier lineup, sure, right? Maybe yeah. a lineup where you have Kirk, you could play Tony. I like that. I like that. I was going to um, double back really quickly. We, we talked about Travis Etienne because I did want to talk about him kind of through the similar um, lens that we talked about Kareem Hunt or Jarek McKinnon. He has not, like you said, gotten a lot of targets or a, even a ton of usage in the past game. Part of it, James Robinson was obviously there for part of the season. The other part is they've gone just crazy run heavy with him on the ground, right? I mean, 28 carries. It's just absolutely crazy the amount of volume he's getting. They have not gotten into a script like we would expect. Dario mentioned so they're, the Chiefs are 10-point mm-hmm. favorites in this game. So that theoretically, like you said, that normally on the Chiefs side would lead to a script of, oh, you know, the running back and, and the defense. Well, also that should lead to the, the pass-catching running back on the other side. Matt also outlined that it's the perfect matchup. What, the Chiefs give up tons of checkdowns. It's now or never ETN catching the ball this week. It's abs- To me, it's basically now or never. I do think this is something people didn't talk about. Coming into the league, everybody thought he was this pass-catching specialist. He did yeah. catch some balls, right? right he he. I, I'll never forget it. He was an, in, interviewed before his senior year talking about how he knew – like he used to come out on passing downs at Clemson because he, he, he had stone hands. He actually couldn't catch early in his career. He was just so explosive. He said, I wasn't a good pass catcher. I had to, he just went out on the jugs machine, you know, all they were like, you better come back to school and learn how to catch the football. If you want to play NFL running back, he did. He's still not a natural pass catcher. No. So that's like my only concern, right? Is they do get down and it's like, I think it will be him. But if it was Jermichael hasty, would I be so surprised? Not, not so surprised. So I go uh, back and forth. Not, I go back right. and forth. You know, I hope not, but right. you know what I Jamal mean? Charles, man, I think we just got to play him. I think, I think so. it, it, with, with this game, I think my most popular runbacks from Mahomes are going to be Zay and ETN, and that's where the game stack comes into play, where you can go full <laughs> game stack, and you can play MVS, you can play Zay and ETN, and 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 that that that's very 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 feasible. Definitely. Anything anything else, Dario? That that uh, nope. we missed on this one. Yeah, I think that that just about covers it. I think. One thing that comes to mind as we're talking about ETN and his like pass catching abilities is remember he was drafted by like the Urban Meyer era <laughs> Jaguars and they were like, oh yeah, we just spent a first round pick on a running back and we're going to use him as our third down back. And I think that that's a good like disclaimer for whenever we think about ETN's talent profile is like we, he came into the league, we had this perception of him as a pass catching back and that was partly because that was the way that Urban Meyer viewed him at the time that he drafted him. And we just have to remind ourselves that Urban Meyer, like 
is a complete fool and <laughs> to, like kind of treat all that with a grain of salt. It's really come full circle because uh, Urban Meyer drafted Travis Etienne in the first round to be his Kadarius Tony, ironically <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> Kadarius Tony's on a different team now, and and Kadarius Tony, who uh, now is on the Chiefs, and they're playing each other. So the you know the that fantasy gods great. are eff- and he, yeah, Urban Meyer used to coach at Florida, <laughs> where Tony was. And, oh my God, the, the circle is so circular. All right, <laughs> are can I, unrelated to this? I don't think. We, well, I guess related. Uh, are we just assuming that uh, Josh Allen's not playing? Great, great question. Should we talk about that game uh, through both of those lenses really, really quick? Let's talk about yeah. Dario. Are you expecting Josh Allen to I haven't been following that closely. I believe he uh, practiced in some form or fashion today. I just saw a tweet that said he was wearing his practice. Somebody spotted him wearing his practice jersey. This is the kind of reporting we're getting now at this yeah, point in the season. I, 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 don't know, I don't know what to do. He shouldn't. Just for the record, I I'll say that. Where... This may not be relevant. Sorry to interrupt, Dario. He shouldn't play. I just Correct. want to make sure I editorialize. <laughs> he should not be damn playing, but don't trust NFL teams to do the right thing with their <laughs> precious commodities. $400 million asset. No, just put him out there. So Dario, what are, yeah, what are your general thoughts on him? And then let's do, okay, the scenario in which Josh Allen plays and the scenario in which he, in which he doesn't. frozen he's frozen look at him okay look at he's so ready to talk he's ready he's about to say something oh dario you dropped oh so just so everybody knows dario's internet connection is raining in california when it rains in california all the infrastructure just melts so he has no internet and now he's on cellular and now the cellular towers are giving him a problem so you know we were getting a little bit of glitchy dario today but trust me it's better than no dario because I need him. I need, yeah. you know, I need Dario on this or I'm, or I'm, or I'm sunk. Um, exactly. Yeah. What do you, so yeah, Josh Allen, Josh Allen in Matt, let's do Josh Allen in. Oh yeah. You got to play him a little bit. And you he think, was, his, oh, I mean, his you would think, right. This, what would this, what would this total be if they knew he was playing? Cause I, I look at the total. The reason why I'm like, he's not playing is because the total is 43. The total is 43. That, that, that is an indication. Vegas is like, he's not playing. Could it be that they think their defenses are good enough to put that total at 43 with Josh Allen playing? That's so that's so low for a Josh Allen game, it's especially wild. against the Vikings. Yes. They're not playing the Jets. They're not playing the Jets or anything. They're it's playing a great the great offense. Usually two good to great quarterbacks because you know in another year Kirk Cousins, I mean his numbers aren't aren't at a level yet, but just with a 7 and 1 team, if he has a great second half, and you know Mahomes comes back to the pack a little bit. There could be an MVP conversation there. So usually you'd think, oh, two potential MVP candidates squaring off against each other. The defenses don't matter as much in that scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fifty-point total. Period. So now I'm looking at forty-three, going. Eh. I mean, how often do we talk about a game with a forty-three-point total on this show? <laughs> Yeah, not, not very not. often. <laughs> When's the last time Josh Allen was in a 43 point total? I mean, it's just <laughs> odd. And, you know, Minnesota does give up a lot of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks as well. 8.6K. I mean, 
Murray mm-hmm. is more questionable even than Allen is at this point. I don't think any anyone's excited about playing Murray this week anyway in what's Mm-mm. supposed to be a low-scoring game. Then you're down to Tua. Of course, we're playing a bunch of Tua. Then it's Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's not like you have that many quarterbacks. We've already we've already exhausted our our Brissette stacks. <laughs> yeah, we didn't exactly. talk about the possibility of playing Lawrence. Lawrence is very much in play, but definitely I'm much more focused on just making sure we play Mahomes. Um, so we got Mahomes, we've got Tua, we've got Brissett, we've got Fields. It's just our quarterback, uh, you know, uh, Arsenal really deteriorates quickly. So yes. it's like, how do you not play Allen if he's going to be out there? Probably got to play him. Maybe he's running more. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. know I don't know do either. I don't know either. Dario, if Allen plays, two-part question, Allen or Mahomes, if Allen plays, and then, assu- again, assuming, assuming Allen plays, what are we doing with the Bills wide receivers? Diggs, Gabe Davis, mostly those two. I think if Allen plays, I'd still slightly prefer Mahomes, but it, it's not necessarily a runaway because, like you said, Josh Allen with his legs, he's a he's a goal line vulture running back and a quarterback with a cannon. He threw the ball seventy yards on the play after he took that hit <laughs> that hurt his elbow, and it hit Gabe Davis right between the numbers, like. Don't remind it's me. It's pretty unreal what he's capable of. So I think that this. Well, what guy, happened on that play, by the way? What happened? On that? What, was the, what was the end result of that play? Can we just to bring the, we're, we're, uh, the, the the MVS and Gabe Davis still through nine weeks has been has been enough. It's taking years off my life. It's yeah, watch absolutely the games, man. Take, yeah, I need to just like get another yeah. hobby on Sundays. I yeah, can't yeah, handle do, do yard work. <laughs> I cannot handle these MVS and Gabe Davis drops. <laughs> So but <laughs> this is it gives me um very similar vibes to the justin herbert jaguars game that we saw early on this season where it was the first week where justin herbert um tried to play through his rib injury and we saw the line move we kind of all thought it would be chase daniel but i'm, I'm still projecting that josh allen plays in this game at least you know as far as player profilers projections go for now and I think that the, the thing with his like practice status today was there was some video that surfaced, I guess, where he was like quickly jogging off the field once he realized that the media was in the building. So <laughs> it, it might be something where he's there like trying to keep it a real secret that he's playing or it could just be a total decoy so that the Vikings defense has to prepare as if he might play regardless. But I think that given all those question marks, I think you. I'm still kind of leaning toward Mahomes, given that, you know, that that head to head. You got to close your eyes and go back to the Allen, uh, Gabe Davis stacks. I know you. I know. I know you hate it, but you got to do it. I really. I really. I, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, shocker. I'm glad somebody brought up Gabe Davis. Well, 50-50 so far. We're batting 500 on happiness uh, on Gabe Davis mentions, but I. I think. He's the guy, right? You you talked about uh, Kelsey versus MVS. This is the same example 
of Diggs versus Gabe Davis. I know Gabe is a little bit more expensive, so he he probably can't get there on just one play. He can get there on two. <laughs> he did oh, yeah. it. He did it already already this year. Broke a slate on two catches. And you now if he doesn't let the ball go through his hands and basically hit him in the face on a, on the, the the bomb that Josh Allen throws, you know we're talking about a different outcome from from him and. Nobody's going to all this uncertainty around Josh Allen, around the bills and all that is like there's this home run hitter at 3% ownership in a great matchup that nobody's going to play. And his price has come down a little bit. It got up more into the 7K range. It's down a little bit and gives me the access to this bills. Like I, I haven't built a team like this, but I'm thinking through a lot of the stuff we're saying. It's like, well, there's some cheap chiefs. We talked about some cheap running, cheap running backs that make sense. Or maybe it's a Brissett team. I can still get access to the Bills. Yeah. And I can I can still get access to this game. There's some interesting Vikings too through through someone like Gabe Davis and I don't need I don't even need Josh Allen to be full-blown Josh Allen. I just need him to be good enough to hit a couple bombs to Gabe Davis, you know? So he he's the guy that jumped out to me in this one. Dario had a popular tweet about TJ Hawkinson this week as well. Talk mm-hmm. about him. I'm glad you brought him up cuz I think he's important to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, so TJ Hawkinson in his first game as a Viking had a higher snap share than Irv Smith had all year. And then Johnny (laughs) Munt, their backup, also saw his lowest snap share of the year. So rather than a split between Munt and Smith, like TJ Hawkinson very strongly asserted himself. I think the Vikings knew what they were doing and what they wanted to do with him when they traded for him. Nine targets definitely um, was a surprise for me to see. And I think that he can continue to sustain that usage there's some underlying metrics I, w- I was reading about how tj hawkinson's you know separation metrics from next gen stats actually indicate that maybe jared goff was holding him back a little bit so no, could, no. Could, jared could, goff how <laughs> uh we haven't talked about the lions game which i'm sure we'll we'll get to here here in a bit but there's another uh player jared goff is holding back uh, uh as well i'm sure tj Hawkinson's very happy to get out of there but i think he makes for again you see on your screen here four percent you know four to five percent ownership on on DraftKings, seven percent on on FanDuel. i don't know how you get him right so th- i think he reminds me of george kittle against the chiefs I think he was also 5.3K, where he's in this good game against a team that, assuming Josh Allen is healthy, is going to score points. He, he, he has all the upside in the world. Uh, you know, he's TJ Hawkinson isn't George Kittle. I've been clowning the dude all year. Now, now I'm going to come back. He's going to get two targets. But, I mean, nine targets as the 1B in this offense to Justin Jefferson. And no Q and tag. It, and no, not, and in, in the first, he would be practiced for two days. With the no team. Q tag. I love Hawkinson. You know that's my rule with Hawkinson. Yes, I, I'll play him with no Q tag. And now you can get him, play him, play him by himself. Play him in Cousins stacks. Play him in Josh Allen stacks. Play him with Gabe Davis. Play him with Stephon Diggs. He just makes so much. He just makes so much sense for me this week because no one's playing this dude because everybody's going to punt the position or go get Kelsey. I just gonna. I want to say something. You said cousin stacks, and I a shiver ran down my spine. <laughs> one of our big processes on the Stackfest show, one of the fundamental tenets of the Stackfest show, is you don't play a goddamn pocket passer with a forty-three point total. <laughs> that is like one of the things, right? That yep. is that is like I know 
there's these games and especially pocket passers where it's like, Hey, this is a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It always feels like a good idea. And then you're always wondering why this guy go two forty and two. And it was just not helpful. Yep. (laughs) Right. This is why. Okay. This is cousins is, is one of those perfect trap pocket passers on, on the week. And I'm happy to just step over him. And if you want, if you basically you're going to get what you're going to get from Brissett with a little more rushing upside from, uh, you know, with Brissett as opposed to, to Cousins. So forget it. And Lawrence, Lawrence on the opposite side, yeah, right? If the, if there's the other options. A big number, there's yep. better options. You know, uh, I the, think the Brissett and Lawrence defense. are better options. Yeah, the Bills defense is elite. It's just yeah, not worth like, it. it. I think that's the biggest when you said it reminded you of, you know, Kittle against the Chiefs, I, my first thought was the Chiefs defense is nothing compared to the Bills defense for, yep. you know, any given tight True. end lineup to face them. So I think that that, you know, makes me a little bit more balky toward Ch- Hawkinson and toward Cousins. And I think that if, if Allen does hit this game out, we have a good chance of seeing a pretty, pretty grindy, boring game i think because the bills defense is good enough and then we might see case keenum struggle to move the ball well what what vegas is telling us is that's in play no matter whether he plays or or not yeah which is why exposure needs to be down on this game this this is a this is what i believe to be a a bottom run game which would Mm -hmm. typically it doesn't again you close your eyes and you open them on monday morning and you're looking at the games and you're like this is a weird total. <laughs> oh, be careful. Yeah. Okay, two, two, two polish-up questions on this game. If I know the Bills offense creators with no Josh Allen, but is someone like a Devin Singletary in play if Josh Allen does not play? Are they going to run it more, right? Run, run a little you know, more limited offense, or is the offense too limited? To even play a running back, I'm just thinking because we have no cheap, we have no cheap running backs. I know and we don't have any cheap. Well, I mean, what's what's Jeff Wilson? I mean, I don't know. There's sim- not... like the same price, like the yeah, same. Price. I mean, I, it's it's it, there might be another one. I think I, you'd kind of rather Kareem Hunt in there. Wilson. I mean, we, I think we have some. I think we have Hunt. We have Wilson. We have Najee Harris. If you want to do that, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I mean basically, it just becomes Vikings defense because the Vikings defense say, is yeah. priced way down. So then that's the that's going to be the like the cash defense. Yeah. yeah, and I think the problem too is Naheem Hines only played like four snaps last week. I would not expect that to be the case again. So I think between Singletary, Hines, and James Cook. Like, I mean, maybe James Cook and Dalvin Cook get into a brotherly <laughs> running back Shootout. battle. Just, it's, it's no good. Yeah, I, I, I'm not exactly looking to play either of those three Bills running backs. I think that one thing that comes to mind and kind of worries me is the Vikings, they're 7-1, and one, but they haven't looked great to get there. And the one loss they have was the one time they played a good team and the Eagles pushed them around. So... That was why, you know, when Josh Allen was healthy, the look-ahead line for this game was Bills by nine and a half. So I think Vegas still kind of is showing us that they have their doubts about the Vikings just as a whole. Yep, I I I would prioritize Justin Fields' stacks over almost anyone but Mahomes. Definitely. Which is the perfect segue into, I think, the final game we're going to talk about being the Bears and the Lions. Justin Fields 
continues his ascension into fantasy superstardom, which uh, a lot of people have uh, have L's to hold from early <laughs> early this season with with both Justin Fields and frankly the Bears coaching staff. Um, you know, I know that they're not some pass heavy. Everybody wants pass rate over expected and all this kind of fast pace and all this kind of stuff. But when when you're throwing to Equinemia St. Brown and Nikhil Harry. Uh, you know, they, they were they found a way to be really productive on offense. I believe it was over the, the last month of the season. No one has a higher percentage of their drives and in points than the than the Chicago Bears. Now they add Chase Claypool to the mix, who I think is going to, you know, he's not a star, but he's better than those other scrubs. They were playing at least provide some, you know, uh, the dynamic ability on the outside. And Wait. it's the Lions. Go ahead, Dario. Go ahead, Dario. Wait till they start running eight drives per game instead of six. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But this listen, game... man, I'm I'm in on this offense. I know that we already had the unlock last week. We had the touchdown for Mooney and two touchdowns for Komet. <clears throat> kind of makes me mad, right? <laughs> that I, I wish that we just had the fields like incredible rushing game with we you know with maybe if oh god if the if the touchdowns had gone to to randoms that would have been so cool last week uh if, if equanimius had gotten the touchdown yes. oh that would have been great and we could just keep these guys under wraps but yeah i'm playing mooney Komet, even claypool yes you need to need to get out ahead of the 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 upcoming he does throw the ball downfield so there's going to be a 300 yard game coming too we just haven't seen that yet. There's going to be 300 yards and three touchdowns in the passing game, plus the 40 yards and a touchdown on the ground. There's going to be a more of a, a Josh Allen type line coming from Justin Fields. Get ready for that. And that means tow the receivers with the, like, it's almost like that was a moment in time. The whole fields with dolphins receivers stack. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of over that already. That was like a one week thing. I'm now, I'm now on board with playing, uh, Bears receivers. Right, Who, I mean, who's your favorite, Dario? Where are you leaning first on the Bears? I think you kind of have to start with Mooney. He has the big play upside. He has the speed. He's been earning the targets. Like anytime there's a narrow target tree, you're probably going to have a strong alpha, and that's been Mooney so far this year. I mean, there's a chance that Chase Claypool eats into that somewhat, but I think even last game, Darnell Mooney still out targeted him and just. Like I said, between the upside on any given play, we've seen him have like 50-yard bombs and really long touchdowns in past years. So I think that Mooney is definitely the one that you're firing up the most in terms for Bears pass catchers. How much, Matt, how much Claypool do I dip my toes into? How, how do you feel about him? Right, so we kind of have Fine. this weird scenario I'm with a with bunch him. of I'm these. Good. He's, he's sub-4K or five sub-5K on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I don't know his ownership. We'll look his ownership up real quick. Yep. Uh, that's interesting too. I doubt it's very high. It can't be nine point five percent. Oh I, 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 shit! I think really? I think. Th- I, oh, I God. love you, Jimino. I love you, Jimino. I would be surprised. I would. I would be very surprised. I know. I, I don't guess know about that. People are looking for uh, you know, reasons to stack Justin Fields now, which is kind of funny. Um, and so I guess that's maybe inflating it. I guess that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that know. feels high. That feels that feels a little high to me. I don't know. I don't like like I don't. That's not great. But I love the athleticism. I love the the, the big play upside. Remember that four touchdown game he had in Pittsburgh. One of them was on a reverse. Mm-hmm. 
So this is what I'm talking about. These are how you this. These are the plays. You always have almost have one. I, I don't know if this is a rule of thumb, but it almost feels like in every Millie Maker winning lineup, there's always one weird touchdown in there. Um, and and he can do that, right? That's something he can. I I if he's value and he's on a and he's got a clear role as a number two, and this is an ascending offense, then I'm in on Claypool. Right, I'm not in on Claypool when he's competing for targets with Pickens and Deontay Johnson. I'm one of the worst offenses in the league. <laughs> no, and suddenly the whole thing has changed. The, the The math has totally changed on Claypool. I'm back in. I'm back in. I, I you know I, at one point I said he should switch to tight end, and that Cole Komet's job was in danger. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I <laughs> and, and that was wrong. And it's not like Claypool's even done anything to disprove it. He hasn't done anything yet. But that's mm-hmm. the whole point: is you got to get out ahead of it. Um, mm-hmm. We got to get out ahead of it on Claypool. You know what's coming. You know a big game's coming for Claypool. It's like the one of the easiest things to spot in the in, in space with you don't even need a telescope. Round pick for him. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, just just run two routes this week, Chase. Like we're good. Yeah. No, yeah, no. I he only see- had a forty-five percent snap share. That's going way up. Yeah, I would assume he's going to run most of the routes, which yes. is also like the more important thing, right? If he's out there blocking when David Montgomery's running, he's a sh- pardon my French, he's a shitty blocker anyway. <laughs> it it doesn't damn, really. Damn, Jamino, I can't <laughs> believe this. This is the one. This is the one bummer of the whole thing. Is I was hoping we could get him outside the top thirty ownership. So God I, I damn it. I I, I wanted to uh, a. You mentioned like, oh, you know, the four touchdown game when he he got there. He was getting carries a bunch back then for uh for the Steelers or the little pop pass, right? Which is the McCole Hardman, if you will. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. He got a double ca- screen. He got a carry last yeah, week. There's you know, there's red zone uh, you know, plays, jump balls. There's all these things. He he's officially very, very, very for the first time since that rookie year. He's very interesting. The the other very interesting guy to me on this offense, we would have said, you know, DFS has evolved so much that we would have said a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, the maybe most appealing stack with the Bears with a rushing quarterback that we all want to play. He has a cheap tight end who just who is playing every snap. Literally, we're oh, paying down. Yeah. For, we're we're paying down for all these other tight ends. I like and trust me, I, I like Dolchich. I like we talked about Harrison Bryant, etc. I, I like a lot of these guys. Cole Komet has the game finally, right? Gets the targets, plays every snap, and scores two touchdowns. Now he plays the Lions, and his price has not gone up, but he's three percent owned. No, that that's look. No way. Stop it. Because he projects terribly because he hasn't done anything all Dario, year. Dario, pull it up on the – can we pull it up on the lineup, Genius? Can we do a, a Fields Komet stack? I want to see what, what, what comes up with that. That would be interesting. I've never tried doing the lineup Genius on my phone. We might have to – we might have to uh, – uh... You, you could you could run you could run some on your uh, on your workstation and uh, just oh yeah just try it on your computer just tell us you can just tell us yeah. so pull it up so we're talking fields yeah so uh, fields come fields at. come at stacks I mean this is very the the question though is what do we do on the run back like are we worried about run back or we just forget the run back I, I mean don't run back I think why Amon Ra? Do we even need a run back I'm on raw again <laughs> doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing it again. I think 
We are. I'll, I'll push the button on him for now. And. Okay. See yeah, he's getting goes. targets. He's just not getting much else. I mean, he's just, he's just so expensive for what he is. He's another guy though, that I think is fascinating because, uh, so this is, I was going to mention this on Harrison, Harrison Bryant, but it also feels the same for Cole Komet. So at while Dario runs this right, Harrison Bryant goosed in his first, in his first game, but it was a primetime game, right? If that had not happened and like, say this was in Joku's first game being out mm. and we had $2,700 Harrison Bryant in that game, everybody would be projecting him for like really good points and mm-hmm. he would be chalky, but he's not because the last thing we saw, the only data point we have is zero targets without David and Joku. Oh, but no. so if we just wipe that away, it would be different. Cole Komet, same thing. We just saw it, but everybody's like, nah, you know, no, nope. I still can't nope. believe that. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally understand why people need to see it with Harrison Bryant. I don't, I'm playing yeah. Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant's an yeah. awesome play this week. He's in the right mm-hmm. game and he is the salary saver punt tight end period. But that the end, uh, but yeah, but with commit. Oh my God. I mean, there are great, just, uh, pretty solid, easy. I mean, Kelsey commit. Hawkinson. It's just yeah, they're, they're, we we have a, we have a, we have a very set group of guys we want to play at tight end down to Bryant. I think it's very I think it's I think the tight end position's never been more straightforward. Mm-hmm. They're at mm-hmm. every level. You've got the guy that's sub 3k, you've got the guy in the 3k zone, you've got the guy in the, you know, 5k and then you've got the the pay up guy. Superstar. Yep. Yeah. You get <laughs> boom boom boom. We got every level. <laughs> covered at tight end Easy. Just, right, so, yeah go ahead Dario. the optimizer run and we got justin fields stacked with commit run back with amon Ra, and then kind of paid up at running back in this lineup with nick chubb travis Etienne, and damian pierce in the flex the other receivers are dpj and george pickens who projects pretty nicely ah. at a flat we and, weren't going to get to Pickens, but I think this week Pickens and Harris are are, are value plays, and they're going to make it into a bunch of lineups. Yep. Yes, yeah, so that's agree. that's a lineup that's interesting. We got one with Juju in it, as well as Jerry Judy in the slot. Pickens still in there, and then Alvin Kamara instead of Etn as the pricey running back. And then there's also a Jeff Wilson lineup with I Kamara, and then. <laughs> Mooney and Komet both making it in for the double stack. Got to have some of those. You got. I'm all about. I, I think green play. light on double stacks with Fields. Mm-hmm. So Mac Collins as the salary saver, and then an expensive flex in Nick Chubb here. So I think there's a lot that you can do because Fields. I mean, for his upside, we talked about this last week before his price jumped up like crazy. It's gone up. It's still gone up, but for his upside, he's still just very affordable. I mean, 6,500, he can score up there with Mahomes and Allen who were both, you know, north of 9,000. So like Fields still lets you do a lot with your lineup in terms of upside that many of the other quarterbacks don't have access to. And his stacking partners are inexpensive. So it's not like, like people may say, well, two is the same price. Yeah. But if I'm going to stack Tua, a, he doesn't run. So I might want to double stack him. One of his his best weapon is ninety one hundred. His second best weapon is seventy four hundred. Now he's going to throw more, and those guys have earned those prices. But when I go to build a team, 
and I say, okay, Justin Fields, 6,500 or whatever he is. Yeah, but then Cole Komet's 3,400, you know? Mm-hmm. And Darnell Mooney's 5,500. Chase Claypool's 4,600. Like, you can build that if you want to run it back with Amon Ra, 6,900. Okay, there's your, there, that's where you spent, right? Or you don't have to run it back. Um, I do think Amon Ra, people, people are starting to give up. Uh, remember earlier this year, it was like he had the huge 40-point game against Washington, and it was like, Oh, Amon Ra, you know, projects as the third highest scorer on the whole slate at 7K. He was stone cold chalk for like weeks afterwards. Finally, people have Amon Ra fatigue. People have Lions fatigue. I think I have. <laughs> shit, I have Lions fatigue. I'm so sick of talking about the Lions. Uh, the, no, but Amon Ra make, yeah, but Amon Ra makes sense. Theoretically, if Justin Fields is going to go nuts, I just, I think it's a roster construction thing. Last thing I was going to bring up while I'm thinking about it is all those teams Dario kept mentioning we're like this sweet spot of these four to five K wide receivers, which makes me oh, think yeah. George like, Pickens being the best. Pickens, he is the best. Right? Well, look at, look at Pickens because you know, you, you have the, the problem is the new Orleans matchup isn't great. And he's, he's had a real a run of bad luck with cornerback matchups, slay Xavier Howard, Carlton Davis. Before that though, he was putting up a hundred plus air yards every week against the Martin Emerson's and the DJ reads. Right. So, I mean, I don't think that NFL corners by themselves can can suppress George Pickens for much longer. Mm-hmm. I just don't think so. I and I so I think that we're we're going to we're going to see a big hairy Pickens breakout game. It just might not be this week. So, I know that the the ownership on him is up over uh 10% on both platforms. It's, that's that's pretty it's pretty bullish on on Pickens. I get why. Like I mm-hmm. I I'm with you. Like I with you. But this all this game didn't they shut out the Raiders? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What they, a disaster of a franchise the, the Raiders are. By the allow way, allow zero points to the Raiders, and then Raiders we didn't have, get to midfield. <laughs> now we have the Kenny Pickett offense. I just and then we have the bad cornerback matchup. It's just not. Oh God. Ah. Yeah, I do. Think, I wanted I do. to. I think that I think there's a little bit like I just I I caught myself like I caught myself in midair, right, about to jump off the building with the parachute. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the building. Like, well, no, maybe not this week for Pickens. I'm right. Of course, you 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 mix him in there, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe the optimizer is a little over its skis at this point. Mm-hmm. I do possible. like him. I do like him as, um, you know, we talked about these. I do think these other three games that we talked about are the, are the priority. I don't really want to play Kenny Pickett or certainly not Andy Dalton, um, especially also TJ Watt is back. Terrible and, um, game, a 40-point total. What are we doing? But I think <laughs> a Pickens with Kamara or something like that in a, in a lineup, I think – um, that there's merit to some little because oh, it is a little yeah. bit focused. It's a little bit focused on Jarvis Landry's back. Uh, we got word while we were doing the show. He he doesn't even have a uh, a designation. For hey Sunday. hey, so, these thirty year old wide receivers. It's amazing. <laughs> they all take six weeks to get healthy, <laughs> or or Michael Thomas three years yeah, to uh well, to Michael to Thomas, get man. But Keenan I, I Allen. Do think, don't get me started. You can play the pickings and stuff of the world, I think, um, because it, it fits where I was kind of kind of come back to. We can stack these games that we really like. Um, Dolphins maybe are a little bit different, but even the Chiefs game, you can get your kind of expensive running backs or spend on Kelsey 
And we have this whole all every wide receiver we talked about besides the Dolphins today is like no more than six K. Juju. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's, there's a bunch I, I, of but all else teams. equal, again, our process with this show, okay. If you're gonna pick one of these wide receivers in that 5K zone, my suggestion is you chase the points and you chase Claypool. Oh god damn. Cut that, Steve, please. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you holding that one? <laughs> Sometimes it just happens. And don't, most importantly, don't forget about Donovan Peoples-Jones. 100%. I mean, will we? No. Definitely not. Not on Definitely this show. Not. Chase Claypool. My lineup came preloaded with a DPJ, Chase Claypool, and MVS, I think, this week. was uh, just <laughs> Ship it. Bye everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, any anything else? Any other games that we, we didn't? I know. I know. Really, there aren't any other games I particularly want to stack. But anything else that has jumped out to you as we as we talk through this before we wrap up? No, I think we can go to our final thoughts. I have final thoughts on this. <laughs> go for it. I want to pay up for Dolphins receivers, and when I'm not, I'm paying down. That is, uh, I think, the rule of this slate. And that, in, when we ran the optimizer, we saw that. We saw these dolphin stacks, and then we saw paying up at running back. So we saw some uh, some some move up at running back. We saw some Chubb, you know, some Barkley, Camara. You mentioned is a great play this week. So this is it's, it, that that's that's really the move. We get a lot of fun options in that the wide receiver value zone. Is I think we could easily be looking up, and it's just it's 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 a it's an it's an all wide receiver value zone uh, taking down the slate. What do you think, Dario? Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I, I would expand your point on the Dolphins wide receivers to be about that Miami Cleveland game in general. I think that we've now seen that the Dolphins can accelerate any game. They're like a, you know. Tyreek is like throwing gasoline on a fire. That is <laughs> any right. NFL game. That's the best. So, that's the game the of the gre- week, baby. Grease fire. Yeah, I, too. yeah. That, that's definitely my game of the week. And I think that you play some Donovan Peoples Jones, some Amari Cooper, some Harrison Bryant, even that little bit of Kareem Hunt, even those very few Jacoby Brissett lineups. There's just so many pieces in that game that I think it stands to have a lot of potential to become the game of the week. I love that. And I also love this segment because what I always end up doing is taking kind of the things that you two said and kind of combining them into this whole picture that we're, we're putting together here. But it is it is definitely you can get that Dolphins game and spend your at, at your wide receivers. And then let's find these unique running backs that we kind of talked about mostly at the top that need this script to play out the scenario to play out. Mm. Right. Kareem Hunt. If you're gonna go spend 9k on Tyree Kill, you probably can't get Saquon, right? So how so so what do I do then? Well, Kareem Hunt makes a lot of sense. So I'm building in those running backs, McKinnon, uh, these Jeff Wilsons, these guys into the lineups when I'm spending up at wide receiver, because I do think the Tyree Kill and Waddle and stuff ownership's gonna be held in check. Because look, everybody sees the same thing when Dario runs the optimizer. I'm gonna run it too. Other people are gonna run it on Sunday. It's gonna spit out these running backs with the cheap wide receivers. Well, so then Tyreek Hill is not going to be super popular. That sounds pretty good to me. So I love that. But then the other way I would do it is exactly what, what Matt said, but I'm going to then get unique with those wide receivers. I love George Pickens just like everybody else does. I get why Christian Kirk projects well. I get why Deontay Johnson. It's I get it. I get all those guys. 
but give me the guys that the other people aren't going to play, right? I like Juju too, but why do we talk about MVS? Why do we even talk about Kadarius Tony? Because all these guys have crazy upside there too, and like you're really not giving up anything. What's the difference between MVS and whoever? Another 4K uh, wide receiver. Talking about None. Zay Jones too. Zay Jones yeah. is that yep. is that one of those variance plays? Play Zay instead of Christian Kirk, right? Play Claypool instead of George Pickens. Play, which is kind of funny because they both benefited from the the Claypool. Oh trade, yeah, but, that was a, that was know, a great for both. Yes, exactly. Win-win. Exactly. But so that you know what I mean when I'm then I'm gonna jam my ETNs and Kamaras and Barclays and stuff into my teams. I, I, I'm I don't want to play the same wide receiver value as everybody else. Also, so um, it's kind of that it's that two pronged approach, right? Let's go get. Let's go get funky with our Tyreek teams and then let's play some of these stud running backs because it makes the most sense as the optimizer told us. But then let's make little tweaks, right? Give me the DPJ, MVSs, Claypools. Give me give me those guys who need kind of some crazy stuff, you know, big plays to happen. But that, that's exactly what I want in tournaments. Those guys. Yeah. Reverse so, touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Reverse touchdowns. And please, God, uh, don't drop the 70 yard touchdown that uh, uh, Gabe uh, that, that Gabe likes to do. That is going to wrap us up. Thanks for hanging out with us. If we missed your questions, come back next week. We'll try to hit all those questions. Um, so for week 10, Tyreek, Jacoby Brissett, DPJ, we're having some fun. We're having some fun, and we'll see you guys uh, in week 11. 